it's 11.59 in Cozy Corner. The weather is currently cool and tepid. Like my relationship with my mother. Hi, Mom. <sighs> Has your husband, wife, or significant other ever pulled the covers over your head and let out a greasy fart? If you are experiencing PTSD from the dreaded Dutch oven, have no fear. You are not alone. Breathless, a group committed to the health and well-being of survivors of Dutch ovens, will be meeting this Sunday in the Gus Francesco Conference Room of the Cozy Corner Civic Center. There will be coffee, healing, and desserts. The event is sure to take your breath away. Now it's time for no one's favorite show. Seriously, the people who make this show don't even like it. The Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith. I think tonight's movie is about aliens or something. I wish someone would take them away. On with the show. Yay. It's midnight. Time for the world's most moderately rated public radio show, The Late Night Fright with Dan and Faith. Buckle up. You are cleared for departure. Your destination, The Late Night Fright. Commencing transmission in five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> right i really don't like the show neither do i i like you oh i like you too i really like our listeners go ahead and welcome them to the show i think i will welcome to the late night fright right here on wkmf cozy corner public radio i am dan and with me as always is my out of this world co-host faith say hi faith hi faith Sci frightmare month continues here on our moderately rated little public radio show it's a month that began with Ridley Scott's excellent 1982 dystopian sci-fi masterpiece Blade Runner and continued with 1958 sci-fi drive-in classic The Blob. Blade Runner starred Harrison Ford as the world's most haggard robot hunter, and The Blob starred Steve McQueen as the world's most haggard teenager. The main character of tonight's feature is looking pretty haggard too, but for a completely different reason. Before we introduce tonight's film, we would like to welcome all of you to Cozy Corner and to the Late Night Fright. Be you a spook, specter, astral traveler from Dimension X, or a no-good bitchin' alien who feels the need to conduct medical experiments on the good people of the planet Earth. Seriously, you'd think a race of beings who've mastered space travel could look in an anatomy book instead of abducting us. Who knows what these beings think, Faith? Tell our amazing audience what the movie is on the slab for dissection this evening. From director Robert Lieberman, we have 1993's Fire in the Sky, based on the allegedly true alien abduction case of Travis Walton. At 5.49 p.m. on November 5th, 1975, 
Travis Walton was allegedly abducted by aliens in the White Mountains of northeastern Arizona. For five days and six hours, he was missing until he reappeared. The case made international headlines and is one of the most famous alien abduction cases in history, though many consider it to be a hoax. The film stars D.B. Sweeney as Walton and sci-fi royalty Robert Patrick as his future brother-in-law, Mike Rogers. Rounding out the cast are Craig Sheffer, Peter Berg, Henry Thomas, that's right, Elliot from E.T. is all grown up here, and the legendary James Garner. Did it happen, or was it all an elaborate hoax? Who knows? One thing I do know is the movie packs an emotional wallop. One thing I know is I'm glad all of you are here with us. We're going to take a short pause for a coffee cause. I am Dan. And I am Faith. You are listening to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. We will see you on the other side. for the Late Night Fright and WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio is made possible through a generous grant from the Welsh Jennings Corporation. Welsh Jennings building a better tomorrow today. Whether it's the fluoride in your drinking water or the chemtrails in the sky, you can bet your flabby fast food eating behind that Welsh Jennings put it there. Welsh Jennings, we rule the world and there's nothing you can do about it. Welsh Jennings, building a better tomorrow today. The Late Night Fright will return. Have you ever wanted a house made out of fondant? I'm Mario Manicotti, the cake contractor, and I can make all of your fondant house dreams come true. We use only the finest fondant in the construction of our fondant houses. The fondant house of your dreams will be constructed using only the finest fondant imported from Hackensack, New Jersey. What do we use for load-bearing walls? Rice Krispie Treats. But we cover them with fondant. No one will know. Let me, Mario Monacati, the cake contractor, build your dream fondant house today. Did you hear about the alligator that couldn't pop a boner? He had reptile dysfunction. <laughs> Now back to the late night fright. I know you're probably as ecstatic as I am. Yay.
Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. Quick coffee check. What do you have, Faith? I have 100% Colombian from Wide Awake. I am also drinking a Wide Awake blend. It is the Donut Shop blend, and we both have a lovely pumpkin spice creamer in it tonight. The Wide Awake uh, brand is one of our favorites here on the show. Check them out at wideawakecoffee.com. Great coffee, great price. If they're not in your local supermarket, guess what? You can order them. Yes. I've not had a bad blend. I haven't either. I've got to tell you, this pumpkin spice is putting us right over the top tonight. Dan, I'm pretty sure I've had five bottles of this creamer so far this season. I might have a problem. <laughs> Tis the season. Tis the season. You have a problem. Actually, I might have had six or seven because I buy them in like three at a time. You, so. you have problems. I know. Other than, the, yeah, the, the creamer. The character in our movie tonight <laughs> has a problem too, doesn't he? He does. His, all the his characters, problem seems to be a little bigger than mine, though. All the characters seem to have a problem. We are going back to the 90s tonight. That is where the film we are talking about, Fire in the Sky, comes from based on an allegedly true event. That happened in the 70s, so we are going back to the 90s, and by way of the 90s, we're going to the 70s. The 90s. I like to call the 90s the time when we were smoking clove cigarettes, and we were drinking black coffee, when we were listening to Lisa Loeb, and when things were a whole lot better. Right. Right. <laughs> right. This movie is uh, about the allegedly true abduction, alien abduction case of Travis Walton. We're going to get a little bit into the case. Um in fact, let's start with a general overview of where you stand on the whole alien thing. Where are you on aliens and alien abduction and things of this nature? Well, I'm completely on board with aliens. I have to, I feel like I have to believe in them because what are we doing here? And who's right. to say we're the only thing or why, why would we be the only thing mm -hmm. out there? So, of course, you know, I'm going to lean on the side that there are other things out there. Abductions, sure. I mean, okay. why wouldn't they want to experiment on other species and things? You right. know, I mean. When it comes to aliens, I am both a 100% dyed in the wool true believer and I'm also a very cautious skeptic. Uh, meaning, I am skeptical because I want this to be true. And so I want the stuff that's not true to be, you know, the hoaxes and things to be you know, exposed yeah. for what they are right? because it, because it, all it takes is one legitimately provable case mm -hmm. for it uh, to be true. Right. You know, that, that's the thing. So I am skeptical in the sense of, I want to poke holes in, in things to make sure that it, like we're actually getting to the truth, but I want this to be true in the worst way possible. Right. Um, yeah. The great uh, astronomer and writer Carl Sagan said that, uh, uh, Life out there, it offers two answers. Either we're alone or we're not, and both answers are pretty terrifying. <laughs> yeah. So we'll talk a little bit about where we are on the hoax aspect of the Travis Walton case uh, as we get through this film review. So let's just look at this as a movie. And this movie comes out in 1993. This movie has the feel of the X-Files, does it not? It, it, it does. feels like it's coming out in the afterglow of the X-Files. Were you getting the X-Files vibe? Oh, absolutely. This movie is a science fiction film. It's got some horrific elements uh, to it as well. What amazed me about this movie, and is it, it had been a while since I had seen it, is the emotional content of this movie. This movie really captures true emotions. 
Yeah. Uh, it really captures uh, a few things here, and I want to get into those things. So we, we've given you the long and short of it. It was right there in the introduction. For five days, this guy was missing, and then he showed up, and he claims to have been abducted by aliens. His friends that he was with, he was out logging in Arizona. They were clearing some brush. They saw a bright light that allegedly was a UFO. He walked out. He got zapped and was brought up to the ship, experimented on. God knows what else. And but the movie deals with his friends, uh, played by really centers on the great uh, Robert Patrick uh, playing Mike Mm -hmm. in the movie. And then we get D.B. Sweeney as Walton. And so there's a lot of things going on in this movie. One of the things that I was noticing about this movie is regardless of whether this event happened or not. So let's table that for the time being. Yes. In the film itself, something has happened. The film does a good job of playing both sides of this. It happened and also it didn't happen, Mm -hmm. right? But for the sake of argument, let's say that something did happen to this guy. He did go missing for five days. Something something went on. What I liked about this movie is it captured post-traumatic stress disorder of some kind. And what I was getting was you could read this as a rape slash violation, Mm -hmm. you know, which is what I was getting Mm -hmm. when they find him you know, five days yes. later in the movie. And that was, it was really emotional, that aspect of it. And he was whimpering and he was, he was, you know, pulling away from people. And it seemed the word that kept popping into my mind was violation. Yeah, you know, that's a that good this word. guy yeah. that had endured some kind of trauma and it seemed like rape trauma. Yeah, it you did. Know, that, that, so, so that was, that was hitting me. Mm-hmm. The other thing that was hitting me with this is that it was dealing with celebrity and newfound celebrity, you know, and and infamy, too. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it also has a lot to do with uh, truth and what is true, what is real, what is not. That's that's at the heart of this. So one thing I like about this movie, it does something that I like and good movies can do this. And it's a very simple thing. You take some pretty good actors you put them in a compelling situation yep. and you let them play out scenes. Yes. And a lot of this feels like it could have been a stage play. Yes, yeah, it's very with, true. With uh, Robert Patrick and Craig Sheffer and Peter Berg and Henry mm-hmm. Thomas and then you have the great Noble Willingham and then you have James Garner uh, playing the the investigators and it, it's the interrogation stuff that's really really interesting in this. What did you think about the dramatic aspect of this? This was a first time watch for you, wasn't it? It was. What did you think of the dramatic aspect of this? Because it, it, I was, I had forgotten how much it hits. You remember that alien stuff at the end, but you forget how much it's hitting, you know, on the emotional aspects throughout the film. I like it because I feel like uh, other movies do it, but I feel like it kind of separates itself from, from other movies because we're kind of just centered on so much emotion and we're not really even knowing what has happened but I like that we're getting so many emotions from everyone. And like, like you said earlier, like it feels real, like what people are actually going through in their response. And, and I like that cause it, it, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you just have these action scenes and you're not mm-hmm. really getting responses from anybody. Right. You, know, you, you do, but you don't really get that, that deep dive on these people. And you're I feel seeing like you're the toll that this situation that is taking, taking on the yeah. people. I like that. And you're seeing, you're seeing the toll it's taking from two different angles in that they're in trouble with the law because the law thinks that they killed this guy. Right. And then 
they're also their friend. They they saw this thing happen, mm-hmm. and their friend is missing. Yeah. You know, and so there's there's the two the two sides of this, and I think yeah. the movie does a really great job of showing the emotional impact it has on the the quote unquote survivors. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and just the way that the story's told is just so great because I feel like they're not giving you too much information at once. And I just like that. Yeah. It, it, it makes it more mysterious. The, the buildup. I love the way that the story is framed. It's mm-hmm. framed through, uh, interviews and flashbacks. Mm-hmm. I like that the film, one thing I really admire about the film, it would be really easy for this film. I do think that the film lands more on the side of this actually happened because this is based on the book by Travis Walton, but it also does plant enough doubt in there exactly that, yeah that you could walk away going maybe this happened and maybe mm-hmm. this didn't happen okay yeah. now one thing to keep in mind is at the time that this happened the week before on television there was a film starring james earl jones the ufo incident that uh came out and it was based on the allegedly true abduction case of barney and betty hill and so alien abduction cases started kind of becoming a thing okay Mm -hmm. and you could sell your story to tabloids they make mention of this in the movie so i think the movie does a great job of presenting you know that this could have been some kind of right right on on their kind now let me ask this question that's a pretty elaborate hoax for him to go out into the wilderness for five days like that with no food and no water. Yeah. That's a hell of a price to pay for, for some fame. Exactly. And money. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to really want it to, to go that far, you know, you, you really would. Uh, let's talk about Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick really carries this film for me. Um, it is the Travis Walton story, but really it's Robert Patrick. That's, that's carrying this story as his brother-in-law. Robert Patrick, I believe, is one of our finest actors. Robert Patrick came to fame in James Cameron's 1990, was it 90 or 91? Doesn't matter. Uh, Can't 90, remember. I think it's, let's go, let's go 91. Okay. Uh, 1991 film Terminator 2. He played the uh, evil Terminator in that. He has had a really wonderful and full career. He is one of our best actors. I think he's, he's one of our best character actors. You can put this guy in anything Anything, and he's wonderful he's great in a movie called copland he's great uh he was great in the x-files when he took over for david duchovny anything you put this guy in western action drama he's just wonderful he was in walk the line playing uh johnny cash's father in that so really great career he's still working and um he really carries the emotional the emotional baggage here yeah and we're in, we're in the hands of such a capable actor and you feel such sympathy for this guy. You really do. This poor guy who has, who's lived in this town of snowflake his entire life, you know, seems to be at least some, I wouldn't say a pillar of the community. You know, he's having money problems, but is a guy who's at least, you know, respected, you know, he's getting contracts to go out and work, you know, and remove uh, debris and brush. But, um, this guy's life is turned upside down because of this too. Mm -hmm. And he loses a friend because of this, you know, and is scared out of his wits by what's happening, you know, and has people looking at him cockeyed, you know, because of this loses his family over this. And I think the story works. This movie works because of Robert Patrick's. 
performance. Oh my goodness, yes it does. This really made me, I, I've always liked him, but for some reason this role just really opened my eyes to just how good he is. What a good actor he I mean, is. He's yeah. so good. Yeah, he's, the dude is really good. I think he's completely underrated like the great so. character actors are. He's got that face, you know, mm-hmm. he's got that look. He's and and you know, if you've seen him in Terminator 2 and then you turn around and you see him in this, you know, it's a completely different ball game. The guy can play anything, yeah. you know. And uh, it's it's great. I, I love that they're centering on the character of Mike for most of this movie. Mm-hmm. We don't really get too much Walton. You know, we get a little bit of him in the beginning and then we get a lot of him then at the end in the last kind of 30 minutes of the movie. And again, that to me is the movie kind of planting that seed of doubt, you know, mm-hmm. You know, trying to show you both sides of the story, which I think it does a great job. Now, the character who is trying to poke holes in that story is the one and only James Garner. James Garner is the man, uh, the late, great James Garner. Familiar to TV audiences for the Rockford Files. He was in The Great Escape with the star of last week's movie, Steve McQueen. Uh, He was in Space Cowboys with Clint Eastwood. James Garner was in a whole bunch of stuff. He was also in the TV show Maverick, and he also appeared in the 1994 feature film Maverick opposite Mel Gibson. So dude did everything. Here he is playing a lawman. He is, he is, he, well, he always solves the case, as they say. <laughs> and he happens to be in the area when this happens. And so he starts investigating. He is highly suspicious of it. What did you think of James Garner in this film? Oh, he's incredible. He's, he's one of those guys that has just such presence when he's on the screen. You know, he's kind of hard to overlook or ignore. You know, he's just... What did you think of his role in this? Because he is the guy who is antagonizing Robert Patrick. And we just established that we love Robert Patrick. We love Robert Patrick in this movie. Yet here we have James Garner, who's a very likable man, a very likable actor. And uh, I like his character in this movie. And he's antagonizing them a little bit. What do you think of that, that relationship? I I like it because it brings that tension to it. And he kind of also brings that doubt because you could for a second believe that they maybe have done something to him, you know? I mean, yeah. he brings just such a good... Absolutely. You know... Absolutely, you Attention could. to that, yeah. Yeah. I think he's really wonderful. I love the shot in this movie when he's going... Uh, he gets the call to go and investigate this, and he's coming in, and he goes to the train tracks, mm-hmm. and they have the four lights on the on the stop bar. I don't know what you would call that. The, but the, the arm. Uh, the arm that comes down. They've got the four lights on top, the stop yeah. lights. And you see them reflected in his car, much like Close Encounters of the Third Con. Yep. And you think it's lights in the sky, then it turns out it's just just the it's train just tracks. The train tracks. So I think it's. A, I thought it was a really fun little. Uh, yeah, I wasn't. Ex- I was expecting it to be <laughs> a UFO. Yeah. We have another really good performance in this by uh, Craig Sheffer as Dallas. Dallas is the guy who really doesn't like Walton too much, and he's a little bit of a hothead. He's a lot of a hothead. I I really liked his performance. I mean, what a jerk. Oh, no. I mean, I was texting him like, what is up with this guy? <laughs> right. I felt like uh, when I was watching this movie, I felt like Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald had a great bit on David Letterman. He was talking about World War World War II, excuse me. And uh, he goes, uh, hey, you know, the, the more I learn about this Hitler guy, the less I like him. You know, and I was feeling this way. I was like, yeah, the more I see this Dallas guy, the, the less I like him. Right. <laughs> what a jerk. Um, I know. What a jerk. And but playing jerks so well. <laughs> and yeah, Craig Sheffer is another really great character actor. And he had some notoriety there in the early 90s with a movie called A River Runs Through It. And uh, and he's done some fine work, but he's kind of... I haven't seen him recently. Um, that doesn't mean anything because I don't keep up 
with everything. He could right. be on a TV show somewhere <laughs> for all I know. I don't I don't know. You know, he could be on eight of the 35 seasons of Grey's Anatomy for all I know. I don't I don't know. But um, he's he, I've always enjoyed his work and he's really good here. And it's another thing that starts planting that doubt, you know. Yeah. The thing that I wish this movie would have done that I would have done was I would have held off on seeing them seeing the light. That's maybe. true. That's true. Because I think it, that, I think that that in the audience's mind then plants that this might be real because you're seeing it. Yes. I think it would have been, you know, the, better that, to yeah. hold off on the alien yeah. stuff. The, the mystery and the, the questioning of, oh, what really happened to him would have, you know, we would have been sitting around really wondering what happened right that's true right and that's a criticism that's a that's a little nitpick you know um db sweeney uh he is most famous i think for a movie called the cutting edge if you've never seen the cutting edge that's a that's a great little romantic comedy it's about figure skating well all right (laughs) you don't even have to like figure skating to enjoy the movie uh he's he's really good in that he's really good in this he you know, he's not in it much, you know, no. when, you, when you really get down to it. But he, a lot of his acting is reactive in the abduction and kind of surgical, you know, analytical scenes. Torture uh, scene, which you we're, mean? Which we're going to talk about <laughs> in just a second. But um, he's he's very good. He's very good. Yeah. Uh, he is, he's very good at establishing character in a very short amount of time, yeah, I think. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. And then you're following him and you're feeling all of this pain. We're going to talk about the big scene. In just a second, but uh, that's really his kind of big shining moment here. But he really does play PTSD and victim very well in this. Yeah, very well I, I in think this. So for sure. So we're talking about the movie. Um, you know whether or not it happened or not. This movie packs a real emotional wallop. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think mm-hmm. you can read a lot of things into this. Like I said, so I just want to uh, make that make that point that. I don't know whether this happened. We're, let's we'll talk about that after we talk about the scene here. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, like I said, it does a great job of giving you both sides, and then it gives you this absolutely horrific scene where oh you get to see God. it. What I loved about this scene was now ILM did all the effects here, and the aliens are, are puppet, puppeted, and uh, it looks alien. That's the thing. I know. The whole thing feels alien now. The screenwriter, Tracy Torme, said that they did punch it up a little bit. It's not like it's described in the book. I've not read the book, mm-hmm. but uh, they punched it up a little for drama's sake. Yeah, okay, I, I, I understand I that. I understand there. that. So, again, let's not talk about um, whether or not it really happened. Let's talk about what's there. What we saw. What we saw <laughs> in the movie. And this is absolutely horrific. It's it's the stuff that nightmares are made of. It's the stuff that I imagine the teenagers of Springwood, Ohio, would find themselves in with Freddy Krueger. Yes. The, the, everything about it is alien. I think it's one of the great scenes in science fiction. It's so uniquely weird. It is. It made me so uncomfortable. Like, oh my the gosh. The body violation, oh. the feelings of vulnerability, the uh, the absolute terror. And D.B. Sweeney deserves a lot of credit for playing this so well. Oh, God, I know. The other thing that I really like is that you know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Even though things are foreign and alien, when they put this sheet on him and it kind of adheres to his body, you get exactly what's happening, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's no words or dialogue, you know. Um 
really horrific. Oh, it's it's it, awful. It's, it's an outstanding scene. It is. It's a really <laughs> outstanding scene. And this movie is really not a horror movie outside of the 15 or so minutes that we spend inside this this alien ship. But that's so horrific that we can go there with be you know. I'll 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 go there. Yeah. Yeah, you're completely right about that. So absolutely horrific. You know, the movie ends on a note of uh, reconciliation between the two friends. Yes. And, and that's really what this is about is reconciliation. I think reconciliation with what happened, reconciliation between the friends, reconciliation with dealing with the emotional fallout mm-hmm. of this allegedly true event. Listen, I hate saying allegedly true event. If it really happened, I hate I hate when it's allegedly true and you know something's yeah. true. Again, so where do you stand on this, Faith? Do you think it do you think it really happened? Because there are a lot of people who have said that this was an elaborate hoax, that this is something that, that hasn't really stood up. Do you think that it was a hoax? I mean, I'm not one hundred percent certain, you know. I mean I'm not either. I'm just I'm not quite I'm sure. I'm not either. I'm on I'm on the fence with it big time. Big uh, I time. am too. Going into it, you're like, okay, I'm going to believe this because you want to believe it. You want to believe it. You want to believe it. But being with the things going on around that time, it's just. I'll tell you this. I don't don't want to go too far down the conspiracy uh, rabbit hole. But uh, as we said, I believe that we have been visited. I believe that we are being visited. Mm -hmm. I am one of the ones. I believe that we are in some, some form of contact with alien civilizations right now. I believe that our government is this goes back to the 1950s with Eisenhower. They talked about that there was some kind of conference with the, with the extraterrestrials, you know, that, that, you know, that, and there's a council and all this thing and they visit us regularly and things like this. So, uh, I do tend to fall on the side that, that we are having contact and we're having regular contact and things like that. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, if you've never seen Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs, check this out. It's available on YouTube. Somebody sat down for 90 minutes with Dan Aykroyd and they talked about UFOs and the guy knows his stuff. Okay. And he says that he believes that we're in contact with civilizations and things like this. So, so I believe that. And if something like this happened, you know, a great way would be to make it feel like a hoax, you know, because maybe these these things were doing something they weren't exactly supposed to, you know? Right. And so then you want to make it sound like a hoax so you don't have mass panic. Right. You know. Seem like it never happened. Yeah. Seem like it never happened. So that would be a great way to make it seem like it's not real. Right. Yes. And then you get into the idea. It was a joke in our introduction, but if these beings are so advanced, you know, can they not just get an anatomy textbook, you know, out of, out of the <laughs> local public library? You know, why do they have to do, uh, experiments on us. And then, then the question then becomes, why are they doing experiments on us? You know, are they, uh, are they doing it for research purposes? Is it for purposes of gene splicing? What, you know, what is it? And then that gets absolutely terrifying because then you wonder why they're doing it. Well, at the end of the day, aren't we experimenting on our own people and our own kind? We are. Yeah. So, you know, and, and history, we have done that throughout history. We have experimented on our (laughs) own people and some would say we might even be experimenting on our own people right, right now at now. the time that this is being recorded. And that's all we'll say about that. So who's to say they're not interested in blood types or just exactly. anything? You know, just anything. We're, we're alien to them. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. And then you have to start thinking if these beings are this advanced, you know, how do we treat the common earthworm? How do we treat, you know, mm-hmm. uh, our pets? You right. know. 
our pets. One of the interesting things about alien contact is uh, the idea of alien contact seems to now you can go back and that's what the show Ancient Aliens is all about is is alien contact throughout history. But you can go back. Uh, there seems to be a jump in UFO sightings after we started with the atomic bombs. So uh, one of the theories is we opened some kind of dimensional rift and these these things were, were able to start coming through because one of the theories is not that they're space travelers, but that they're interdimensional beings, mm-hmm. you know, like, right. like we saw in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, mm-hmm. the Indiana Jones movie. Uh, so we opened a dimensional rift. If you've ever watched Twin Peaks, The Return, the David Lynch series, there's a whole bit in there. One of the episodes is almost a, it's completely silent, deals with the atomic bomb opening a dimensional rift and evil comes through. So, But then the question could be if they are space travelers and we've achieved atomic you know, weaponry, we've entered the atomic age. Uh oh, the kids, the kids have, you know, found the matches, you know, yeah. and, and they're here and they're checking on us. So it's really, it's really interesting, you know, this, this whole subject of, oh, uh, of UFOs, you know. And again, like I said, I, I want all of this to be true. You know, I, I hope it's not true what happened to this guy if it happened like this. Yeah, uh, like in, in, in I the hope movie. this is dramatization, yeah. <laughs> you know, just for movie purposes. But, um, but I'm also a very healthy skeptic on it in the sense that I want the hoaxes exposed, you right. know, because I want <laughs> to get to the real stuff. And But, you know, there's so much stuff out there that is unexplained, like the Phoenix Lights. You know, how do you explain the Phoenix Lights? I, I, I can't. Yeah. Oh, it's military operation. Man, what? You know, and if that's another question then, too, it will... Well, these are military planes, military operations. Well, how far advanced is the military stuff uh, that you're not right? telling us about, you know? You know, I, I look at it this way. I said it a while ago. We're these beings on this planet, and it's like, why does that make people just assume that we're the only things out here? Yeah. And why can't you think or expand your mind to think that there are things that you cannot explain? There are things that just you're not going to be able to explain in your life. You know, I'm very open to that. Like I am too. You know, there are just things you might not understand. And, yeah. you know, I mean, it's a strange thing, just us being here. So It's a big universe, man. Yeah, so it's I have really, to. I have and to, it's expanding yeah. all the time, yeah, too. So I have to be very open-minded about things and not just, you know, assume yeah. just what I it's, know. It's a very interesting topic, um, mm-hmm. if you're interested in this topic, I suggest, you know, going to the sources like the ancient alien stuff, the chariots of the gods by Eric Von Daniken, uh, you know, that advanced the ancient alien, uh, idea. Uh, then, you know, there's some really great podcasts out there like, uh, uh, UFO podcast live is one that I listened to. And the fact, they just had an interview with Norm Nixon recently, who is a skeptic, you know, and, and is, and like I just said, you know, I, I'm more, I think, of a believer than he is. He wants it all to be true, you know, He, but he yeah. thinks that we need that more healthy proof. that yeah. healthy skepticism. And I'm completely with him on that. But uh, I want all of it to be true. I do. Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, I think there's so much out there that we just don't know. Exactly. And it would help explain a lot of things. You know, I think, I think we have a, a big, maybe I sound completely off the reservation here. I think we do have an intergalactic history. Mm-hmm. You know, I really do. And uh, I, I don't think it's something that we've learned of fully. Uh, some people might know about it, you know. But uh, I hope we have an intergalactic history, uh, future. Yes. I really do. 
I really do. Yeah. And, and I don't believe like these things are like all little green men or anything, you know? Yeah. I, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's maybe that. <laughs> right. It's uh, it's a real question. What if they show up and they say, we're going to help you, you know, we're going to help you with this and this and this. That's an amazing power they would have over us. There's, there's a lot. It, 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 it can be terrifying if you really think about it, you know, it really it can be can really be. terrifying if you think about it. This movie was pretty terrifying in parts. So I I really like this movie for a lot of reasons. I think I this do. movie does a lot of things really well. I think this movie raises a lot of questions. I think this movie deals with some real world issues, but then it also deals with uh, some fantastic issues too. And I think I think it just does a really great job. And it's also it feels like a very nice piece of nineties, you know, nostalgia yeah. in a way too, because you can really get feel that X Files vibe. You really can, yeah. I was waiting for Mulder to to come out. Kinda, kinda, a little bit. <laughs> a little <right>? bit. <laughs> a little bit. Um we're gonna we're gonna score it after we get back from yes. the break. But um final thoughts on it. It's just a really good movie. Yeah. Like I, I love how much it pulls you in and keeps you keeps you there with it the whole time. Yeah. We're gonna score the film tonight in one category that is gonna be overall film. And we made an executive decision before the show started that we are going to be awarding it. Anal probes. I love it. In the spirit of the alien <laughs> abduction. For a while there, it was all that people talked about with alien abductions was, well, well they probed my anus, you know. <laughs> it, was, it was just all these people. I mean, it was like the aliens were only hitting like the trailer parks, you know, like back in, the, like, I'm talking like, you know, 30 some odd years ago, you uh-huh. know, is what you'd see in the tabloids. Aliens abducted me, like Jeff something up my butt. <laughs> I have not been the same since. <laughs> Basically, the Randy Quaid character in Independence Day. That's <laughs> yes, that's that's what go. you were seeing everywhere. There so we're go. gonna be uh, we're gonna be awarding this film uh, Randy Quaid anal probes when we get Perfect. back. <laughs> All right. Well, we are gonna take a very short break. This is a news break. We have a special editorial from the WKMF Cozy Corner. Public radio station manager Dave Dinko, and we also have a word from our sponsors. So stay tuned for that, and we'll be back after this very short break. I am Dan. And I am Faith. We will be back. We'll see you on the other side. How could you forget that? How could I forget? The aliens. The aliens are zapping my brain as we speak. <laughs> is, 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 is the steam coming out my ears? Yes, I see it. Faith, get my tinfoil hat. <laughs> we'll see you on the other side. someone that really revs my gears join me this season on the lonely loser exclusively on cozy corner public television the lonely loser premieres this thursday on cozy corner public television after swedish meatballs a celebration of america's favorite cocktail balls
This is Dave Dinko, station manager for WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. Recently, there have been several rumors circulating about me, and I'd like to take this time to set the record straight about a few things. It is true, I was the foreman at the Cozy Corner Sawmill from 1995 through 1998, before I discovered my true passion, managing the sixth highest rated public radio station in Cozy Corner. It is also true that there was a terrible accident during my tenure at the Cozy Corner Sawmill that involved a power saw and my scrotum. And yes, it is true that I lost a testicle. This information recently became public knowledge because the human resources manager at the mill, the soon-to-be ex-Mrs. Dave Dinko, has been telling everyone about my little accident. So to put the rumors to bed, yes, there was an accident, and yes, I lost a testicle. Many of you out there seem to take some kind of sick glee in this and have been calling me names such as One Nut, Ball Boy, Nut Knobber, and Lesticle, which I can only assume is a mess-up of less and testicle since I have one less testicle than the average man. Well, I'm here to tell you that I have a cosmetic testicle and it's fantastic. It's made of a space age polymer, the same stuff they use on the space shuttle. So you could say my balls are out of this world. I hope this editorial puts the hateful names to bed. I want you all to know that if you insist on talking about my testicles, you can all kiss my ass. This is Dave Dinko, station manager of WKMF, Cozy Corner, Public Radio. Thank you. I thought the show was over because I stopped listening 30 minutes ago. But apparently we have a little more to go. Back to the late night fright with Dan and Faith. Yay. Welcome back to the Late Night Fright right here on WKMF Cozy Corner Public Radio. I am Dan. And I am Faith. The late, great Norm MacDonald said it's one thing to make people laugh. It's another to leave them with a smile. Those are pretty deep words. We hope we've left you with a smile tonight with some of the fun stuff we've had on here. We hope that we've given you something to think about. We are by no means experts on the whole UFO thing. Is anyone really an expert on the whole UFO phenomenon. Does anybody really have all the answers? Probably somewhere, and they're probably <laughs> locked away in a room, <laughs> not allowed to speak. So, uh, Faith and I uh, think I speak for you. We want this to be true, but we're just not yep. quite sure. I really, in the Travis Walton case, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. There, there's too much both ways. I don't know. Right. Um, so I'm going to reserve judgment. I, I'm, 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 I can't. I just, I can't make up my mind on it. I know. I have made up my mind on this movie, though. We are going to be awarding it Randy Quaid anal probes in honor of his character from Independence Day. And, well, aliens apparently really like anal probes for some reason. <laughs> I don't know. How many did you give it? I gave it three. That's where I went myself. I gave it three. That's where I went. I think this is a really great dramatic film. I mm -hmm. think it's a really great mystery film. Uh, and then it turns out to be a really great, weird science fiction <laughs> yes. film. Uh, I want more of all of it. I, I do really too. want more of all I do of too. it. Um, I don't know that I would have given it three without the presence of James Garner and Robert Patrick. And I'll even go with D.B. Sweeney. I think mm -hmm. he really carries this. Robert Patrick, especially, carries this. And so does James Garner. I really like this movie. 
it, it was not too. it was not what I was expecting. I had seen it before. It had been a while. It was, it was not what I was expecting. No, it was, so. I mean, it was, I enjoyed it more than I thought. I feel like I said that a lot with these movies, but I really did. It, it kept me it kept me hooked to it for yeah. you know most of the movie. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's really it's really well done. It's really it's it, it's a really just well made movie. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, controversial subject matter. I think it handles it very delicately. I think it handles the emotions very well. And at the end of the day, it does what movies, uh, good stories and movies are supposed to do. It has, it has good characters, good, you know, clean cut, not clean cut characters, you know, <laughs> but they're, they're sharply cut, you know, and right. you know who everyone is and they're put in interesting situations. They give these good actors interesting situations to play and I think, I think everything just kind of turns out the way that it's supposed to be. It's, it's a really... Uh, fascinating movie because of the issues it brings up with, uh, like I said, newfound celebrity and then, you know, truth and, and all of these things. So it's a really good, uh, really good alien movie, I think. Yeah, I think think. so too. So, well, Sci Frightmare Month is almost over. It started with four. We've done Blade Runner, The Blob, and now we have done Fire in the Sky. That leaves 1997's Event Horizon from Paul W.S. Anderson, starring Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill. This is about a ship that returns, and they go onto the ship, and their greatest fears manifest. So, ooh, the stuff of Sci Frightmares, right. (laughs) Uh, this is a movie that didn't perform well at the box office when it came out. It was expected to do better than it did, but it has developed a cult following in the years. And I have not seen this in 20 years or so. And so, I have not seen it ever. <laughs> so this is going to be a lot of fun. So there you go. We have our one more film left in our Psy Frightmare Month. It should be good. I remember really enjoying this movie back in the day, so we'll see. Uh, the cast is wonderful. I, I love Fishburne, and Sam Neill is great, too. So... This should be a lot of fun. Two sci-fi royalty people right there. Yeah, you I'm know, excited. We've got Fishburne, who was in The Matrix, and Sam Neill, of course, in uh, Jurassic Park. So yep. there you go. Should be a lot of fun, as always. We want to thank all of you for tuning in. Your support is amazing. It, it flatters us that we are being listened to all over the world by so many people. I look around this little room that we're in, and we have mood lighting going on. So we wish all of you were here. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, we sincerely wish all of you the best. We hope that you're happy and healthy and safe. We hope that you're sane in these weird times. And we want you all to remember that the powers that be, both human and alien, want to keep us divided among all the lines that you can imagine. If there's a place where they can drive a wedge between us, they're going to try and do it. But you know what? There's more of us than there are of them. They don't want us standing united hand in hand. For when we stand united hand in hand, they lose. They lose. Yep. It's like Jimi Hendrix said, when the power of love overcomes the love of power, this will be a better place. I believe that. Yep, and like Norm said, it's one thing to leave people you know, with a laugh. It's another to leave them with a smile. We hope that we've made you smile tonight. This is why we do this show, because talking about movies is fun, isn't it, Faith? Yes, it is. We enjoy having this conversation. We don't make any money off of this. We love having this conversation outside of uh, enjoying each other's company immensely. We love having this conversation every week. We love sharing this conversation with you. We hope that it inspires you to have this conversation with your friends because getting together and talking about movies, that's a lot better than plot and world domination, isn't it? It is. It's a lot better than bringing hate and division into the world, isn't it? It sure talking is. Talking about a movie. Yep. You know, that's and it's, it's fun. Watching movies is fun. It's so much fun. Especially with a friend. Yes. 
especially with a pretty friend like you, Faith. <laughs> so again, thank you all for tuning in. It really does mean a lot. And uh, if we have made you smile tonight, do us a favor, pay that smile forward. Yep. So, and uh, if you do have an absolutely 100% verifiable alien story, Send it to late night fright podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear it. And if, if it is 100% verifiable and true, let's break it right here on the show, huh? Let's make it an exclusive. Do we want to hear about anal probes necessarily? Yes, Faith. All yes, right. we, yes, we do. All right. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, good movie. Check it out. Fire in the sky. Good one. Uh, we got another good one coming up, Event Horizon. And that is going to bring us to Halloween week. We are for sure going to be doing Ghostbusters 2 because, well, Ghostbusters goes with Halloween, doesn't it? Of course. Yeah, and we got a new Ghostbusters movie just around the corner, Ghostbusters Afterlife. We are looking forward to that, and we will be doing a review on that movie at some point after it comes out. If you're listening to this in the future after the movie is out, well, it's, that's weird. That's <laughs> Consider yourself in a weird time loop here. We just broke the space-time continuum. <laughs> All right, it's getting late. I think I need more coffee. What about you, Faith? I think I do, too. All right, Event Horizon is up. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Thank you for your continued support. Be good to yourself. Be good to your neighbor, Faith. If we snap our fingers, can we make the magic happen? We got to try. One, three. One, two, three. There it is. Time to say goodbye. It's time to say goodbye. Faith and I are going to go outside under the beautiful night sky and see if we can see any UFOs. We'll let you know what we find next <laughs> week. Faith, take us home. May your coffin be cozy and your sarcophagus warm. May the light of the moon keep you safe from harm. Be you vampire, spook, specter, or beast. Always remember, keep, keep your, your monster, monster on, on a leash. leash. Keep your eyes on the skies. We will see you on the other side.